Right, so, here we go again. Hi, yes, I'm back. Uh, much like the ever-famous Backstreet Boys. Yeah, I know about them. I may be as old as the universe itself, but I haven't been living under a rock. Anyways, sorry it's been so long. I found out this thing called Netflix and have basically done nothing but watch it for about a year. <sighs> it's been a good year. But... I am back again and I plan on sticking around a bit longer. I mean, a deity has got to find something to fill their time with while they wait for season 3 of Stranger Things, so here I am. <laughs> Managed to get on top of all this tech nonsense too, so Loki is no longer needed, which, trust me, historically has always been an excellent position to be in. Right, so, the great and epic tale of my life, well, the life of the universe I suppose, but we all know I am at the centre of the universe because I'm the best. Okay, so after all that, creating the entire universe and also the human race itself, it was pretty inevitable that some drama was going to start up. It's one of the few certainties of our reality, you know, that gravity is usually a whole thing and that drama will always crop up just to keep shit interesting. And we all know the top tier of drama is war, so we had one of those. It was the first war ever, and it was between my crew the Aesir and the neighbours, the Vanir. It all started with when this weird witch lady showed up in Asgard. She was called Gulvig and she came from Vanaheim, which is home to the Vanir. She was pretty cool to start with, like she would predict the future and do other cool spells and enchantments, so we gave her a cool new nickname, Hyde, which means the gleaming one. All was most excellent. But soon she became super annoying because all she would talk about is her stupid gold. <sighs> so we totally killed her. Or, like, we tried to, but no matter what we tried to do to her, she kept coming back. We dismembered her and we set her on fire, but she just kept turning up on our doorstep like, Sup lads, that was weird, but whatever. Who wants to hear about my gold? After like three tries, we just gave up. But her relatives back in Vanaheim were super pissed about this though. Apparently, they think it's rude to dismember someone and set them on fire three times. I tried to explain that it was only because she was being really annoying, but they were just being super stubborn about it. So we went to war, because I mean, come on, an argument you can't sort through diplomacy, you gotta go to war. Plus, we never really had a war before, and I, for one, was pretty stoked to try something violent and new. And it was pretty cool for a while, till we realised we're kind of evenly matched. And what's the point in a fight if there isn't even a chance of utterly destroying the enemy? And so we decided to put an end to the first war ever in all of time. The way old wars should end. We all got together and spat into a divine pot. Oh, oh, and then we like swapped some relatives over to, you know, maintain the truce between our peoples. So I sent Honia and this super wise dude Mimir over to Vanaheim and they kind of ended up in charge. But then Honia started to suck, so they chopped off Mimir's head. No, no worries though, dudes. <laughs> I wasn't gonna leave my best bro without a head. I healed it, put it by the fountain at the base of Yggdrasil. It's just a talking head now, but he's still pretty cool to chill with. We got Njord, the leader of the Vanir, and his two kids, Frey and Freya. They're all pretty cool, and we've had some pretty good times. Oh, oh, and we got their super smart dude, Kvasir. So I guess we won out in the end. <laughs> As always, perks of being masters at the center of the universe, I suppose. So yeah, that was the first ever war in all of time and space. 
And although it ended in a mutual truce, I think it's pretty obvious that I won. <laughs> Just another awesome fact about me, I guess. With a war though, we kind of quickly realized is that it can result in some bad structural damage to the buildings involved in like sieges and stuff. As we found out, when the wall that surrounded Asgard and was really for protecting us against the giants, you know, those guys, was completely demolished. After the war, we knew we had to rebuild it, but the issue was who would do it? Because building a wall is hard work and that wall was gonna be like bigger than most walls, so it was gonna be like least 10 times the usual effort. No one wanted to do it, I sure as hell didn't. I'm the all father for fuck's sake, not some builder. And then this dude shows up and he won't talk to anyone, not even Heimdall, our gatekeeper, who has these rad gold teeth. I mean, what's more welcoming than gold teeth? Well, anyways, this dude walks straight past Heimdall, which is pretty fucking rude, and insists on an audience with us all. So we humour him, because <laughs> there's no more war, I've got to do something to fill my time. He claims he can build a dope wall for us in only like 18 months, which seems pretty reasonable. Things do not continue to be reasonable. Because he then asks, not only for the sun and the moon, but also Freya as his wife is like, payment which did not go down well amongst the Aesir. There was a lot of yelling and shouting and indignation and, you know, the sort. I obviously told him where to stick his offer, as I don't like getting into the habit of using my friends and family as currency. It never really ends well. But then, Loki interjects in their usual fashion. They want to, and no surprises here, trick the Builder Guy into building at least a part of the wall for free by insisting he completes it in only six months. By their reasoning, the builder either straight says, no fucking way, I cannot build a wall that quick, or he tries and will definitely fail, leaving us with part of a wall and no obligation to pay him anything, be it celestial object or actual person. And um, I thought this was actually a pretty rad plan, as I'm always up for being a bit devious if it's gonna get me something for free with absolutely no negative consequences. So we get back to the builder guy and we give him these terms and he reacts kinda as we expected, saying, yeah, there's no fucking way I'm gonna be able to finish your wall that quickly. But then he just stares at Freya for like an uncomfortably long time and she just looks like she's gonna start crying and the whole atmosphere is just kinda gross. And then he agrees to try and do it in six months as long as he can use his horse. And I was kind of hesitant, but Loki seemed to think it was chill. And this whole trick the builder into building part of the wall for free plan was technically his, so I went with it. So we did the usual swearing of unbreakable oaths to seal the whole deal, wanting to get the show on the road before Thor came home. Oh, I should have said, Thor was not a fan of Loki and would have not liked this plan at all. But he was away in Jotunheim beating the shit out of giants. You know, a usual Thor weekend away. So we wanted to get this wall thing sorted before he came home and drew a fit. Because a mad Thor is a hammer throwing, exceedingly violent Thor. Truly, my son. 
Ridiculously early the next day, the Builder dude started his work, and from the get-go it was pretty clear we, or more precisely Loki, has fucked up. Turns out this dude was hench, and his horse? Even more hench. Cue Asgardian meltdown. Freya starts crying these tears of gold. People are generally raging, including me. I grab Loki by the shoulders, and I mean grab them, like ripping their sinew and shit. Just wanted to make sure they knew I wasn't fucking around. And I told them they sort the shit out or they're dead meat. Loki's solution to this is pretty fucking famous, but I'm gonna go over this again just so I'm telling the whole story. So I already talked about how we had the first ever war in the history of everything. Well, now we have the first ever brony in the history of everything. Loki turns himself into like a really hot female horse and um, <coughs> distracts the builder's horse. All right, I'm just gonna say it. They fucked the horse. Judge them all you want. We showed it at the time. Anyways, this super pissed off the builder because Without his horse, he had basically no chance of meeting that six month deadline. He full on rages and accidentally reveals that he's been a giant this whole time, which was a massive fucking relief. As everyone knows, giants are the worst and Earth sworn with them are basically fucking meaningless. We called Thor home early and he smashed the builder's face in with his super cool hammer. It was pretty sick. Loki disappeared for a while after that, which was probably wise because you know we were going to take the piss out of them for fucking a horse. Then, about a year later, he turns up with this awesome new horse called Sletnir. It was technically their kid, but it had eight legs and was faster than all the other horses, so Loki gave it to me. And I got a free wall and a super rad horse, proving once again that I am the coolest and I always win. These are just the facts, my dudes. These are simply the facts. Okay, I think I've graced your ears with my voice long enough. I'd say I hope you enjoyed this story, but I was telling it, so <laughs> of course you did. Oh, Loki told me to tell you all that if you want to contact us, or more importantly me, you can email norsecounters at gmail.com or hit us up on Twitter or Tumblr at norseencounters. As always, listeners, it's been Radical, and I'll be back again soon to tell you more fantastic tales of my most excellent life. Until then... Got a knot, dudes. Got a knot.